Hello, lovely people. Welcome to Walkie Talkie. I am here with uh, Abigail. And I'm here with Jochem. And this is a podcast for students where each week we discuss a topic related to student life or whatever else is going on in our lives. We review a topic and speak of our experiences with it and it's a great way to relax between your studies. And yeah, the podcast is uh, called Walkie Talkie because, well yeah, uh, we walk and talk. And the topic for this week's episode is... Mindfulness. You must first realize that you have no need to want anything. Everything that you want already exists within you. Take a moment to breathe deeply. Be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of your breath, your body, your heart, and your mind. You are supported. You are here. Ahem, Abigail, how are you? I'm great. Sunny afternoon and you need to help me out. Okay. I am feeling way too stressed. Seriously, here, feel sweaty hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight down. <laughs> sweaty hands. I'm just all over the place, a little edgy. I don't know what's going on. Why are you so edgy? What's up? What's the matter? I, I don't know. I'm just thoughts running through my head. Just, eh, I don't know. It's not really. Maybe it's not my day. Hey, anyway, so what I was hoping to talk to you about was uh, mindfulness because I know you do a lot of that. Okay. So maybe you can give me some tips over here. Okay, well, should I tell you what I think mindfulness is to me? Oh yeah, go ahead, please. Okay, I think mindfulness is being in the present moment and experiencing all of your five senses. What are the five senses? Uh, touch, smell, taste, sound, and sight. Oh, boom, yeah, of course. So experiencing them and using that as like a grounding technique to calm yourself down. That's what it means to me anyway. Does it work for you? Um, yes, depends what it's for. Okay. So you can use mindfulness for like eating, for, well, for anything really. You can use it for anything. Really? Anything? Yeah, so let's take an example of eating, right? Yeah. So you're sat at the table and you're eating and you're like shoving it down your face and you're not really experiencing the taste. You're doing what a dog does. You don't touch the sides. It's just going straight down your throat and you're not experiencing what you're eating mm -hmm. and you're not being in the present moment because you're probably sat watching something on TV. So mindfulness would be to sit there and to really appreciate what you're eating. So you know, taste, what it looks like, what it smells like, how you feel about the meal, are you grateful for the meal, that kind of thing. Okay, so one way of doing it is, for example, during when, when you're eating, basically. That, that can be a moment for mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Are, are you mindful now? Yes. I feel like I'm very much in the present moment with you right now. <laughs> oh, you're all right. That's good. <laughs> so my stress, do you think that's because I'm not mindful then? Well, I find this intriguing because what is the present moment? Because what I just said is in the past now. Mm -hmm. So... It, it's very difficult to be like, I'm going to be in the present moment when a second ago was the past. Aha. Uh -huh. 
So first you have to define what it feels like to be in the present moment. Mm, uh, present moment, it's 11th of October, 1632. But the present moment would be like this very second right now mm. that I'm talking to you. <sighs> yeah, well. Does that make sense? It does make sense. <laughs> and I'm, I'm starting to feel a little better actually. Yeah? Yeah. It's also, you know, now that you said it, it's like when you're walking, you're actually sort of, you know, feeling that you're walking. Uh, sort of, you know, being present with that movement, so to say. So I see what you mean. It can be like what you said about eating. You yeah, can also apply fast. it to walking. Yeah, we're walking too fast, I guess. <laughs> no, but you can apply it in the same way, right? Yeah. Okay. You can apply it with anything in life. The point is that when you think about the past, you're worrying about something that doesn't really, doesn't exist anymore. And if you worry about the future, you're worrying about something that doesn't exist. Aha, uh -huh. so, okay. The present moment is the only moment you have mm. right now. So yeah. worrying about tomorrow, for example, does nothing but strip you of your strength of today. Mm. Okay, yeah. Hey, and uh, where did you learn uh, all this and, and why, actually? Um, so I mentioned in last week's episode that I did a lot of research on mindfulness for the yoga documentary. Oh, yeah. Um, but actually, I, I just learned about it on my sort of spiritual journey, which started about 18. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing that for many years and learning that being in the present moment is the moment that you can feel true joy that I say in like quotations because of what is true joy. So that's how I learned it. I think it's good to keep it up because like I say when you're stressed, it's a great way to, to feel better about yourself and your surroundings. And it's a great way to also deal with like personal circumstances as well because you think actually all this stuff doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, it's quite meaningless. Things only have meaning if we give them meaning. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then mindfulness is about sort of figuring out what that meaning is or seeing that you're doing that, that you're giving it meaning. It's um it's observing. It's what I call you're aware that you are aware. You're aware of your consciousness. Ah. Okay, <laughs> aware of your consciousness. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Whenever I say that to people, they glaze over. They're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're lecturing this uh, or what? No, because it's super exciting. Because actually, it's funny because I was joking a bit about it, but you know, I also have done a lot of mindfulness actually, and I'm, you know, I do a lot of it uh, actually. But uh, please tell me about your thoughts with it. How has it helped you? Yeah, well, you know. Um, for me, it was really about, yeah, sort of, you know, sitting with thoughts, right? So also mm -hmm. what you just mentioned, that this is sort of, you realize that these thoughts come and go. For me, that's really mindfulness, sort of yes. that link with thoughts. And you can do it also, as you say, right, with eating. But for me, it was really like sort of, yeah, like a, uh, I guess a tool for, that was linked to this idea of, of thinking. Um, and yeah, what was your question? What does it, you know, how's it helped you? Ah, what's how's it helped me? Yeah. With mindfulness? yeah. So for me, as I said, right, it was really sort of a thing that was linked to to to, to too much thinking, I would say, uh, especially when I was a student, I was doing that. Uh, you know, there's so much going on, going on so much coming uh, in terms of, you know, stressors, pressures, mm, and course, yeah. just want to sort of, you know, give yourself, uh, you know, you, you want to sort of be certain about your position in life and what you want and what your goals and have, and you know all of that is also expected or so uh you have the feeling and at some point you know that sort of thinking about that and that let's say ruminating 
that was, you know, becoming too much. And this was really when I started to engage with uh, mindfulness. And yeah. did you start doing that then? What, 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 was your, what was your gateway mindfulness activity? Uh, my gateway was actually uh, me going uh, to my parents and my, you know, my, my dad, he's a doctor. And he said, well, maybe this is something, right? And funny thing is actually that uh, <laughs> you could get mindfulness training on the prescription. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so yeah seriously you can actually get your uh your sort of you know your the nhs has certain things i'm hoping i'm not 100 percent sure on this to open my eyes huh i need a tablet to open my eyes <laughs> oh, yeah. well no really you can do these uh things you know based on you know your health insurance uh that was in the netherlands where i came from so it was sort of paid for for mm. my health insurance to actually have these uh one-on-one -on -one, uh, mindfulness training uh session so actually for maybe it was like three months or so i, I had like a weekly uh session with uh, with a mindfulness coach how did it go that's interesting yeah, it was really fascinating and it was also for me very valuable because i really liked that sort of one-on-one -on -one coaching i thought it was you know it really works for me because it was also sort of you know a um a way of keeping me engaged i guess because i also felt i had to do it uh for her uh, to show up and actually try and train and do it every day. Uh, so for me, it was a great way to sort of, you know, get into it. And, is it like uh, therapy? Is it like, you know, when you say, like, well, you hear people say, oh, I feel like this or that, and the therapist goes, how does that make you feel? I just said, like, I feel like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it's like that. Yeah, it's sort of that, that um, yeah, that sort of push or so, or that sort of obligation, I guess. Uh, yeah, to to I'm aware that I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I'm not sure. Like, practice non-judgment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, hey, no, but it, it was really like that. So yeah, that was my sort of first gateway, uh, I guess, to it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah, and yeah, for me, it's it's still in the same way as I approached it then. It's just yeah, sitting with your thoughts. I still approach it like that, and. Uh, you know, it becomes more routine uh, and sort of practiced than, than in the very start because you sometimes even start doing it without really noticing or without making a conscious effort, let's say. It's just the mm. way you approach things from time to time. Not always, but from time to time. Yeah. I always say that I overthink about how to overthink. Oh, yeah. I just... Oh my God, it's agonizing sometimes. But like, how many times do we like go to gigs, for example, and you take out your phone and you're like, film something which is fine because it's a memory but then you're not really experiencing like the feelings of being there or like yeah you know when you are somebody who is um not listening to someone to listen but you're listening to reply yeah yeah, yeah. something like that okay but do you feel bad about overthinking about overthinking no oh okay all right then, that's one of the very complex it. brain it's just who i am oh all if right. i was to be simple it wouldn't be me true story true <laughs> so, I can sit with my thoughts, but at the same time, like that's 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 me. That's who I am. Oh, okay. I don't think it does good to be like I overthink so much that I start to self sabotage my life, uh -huh. and then I start to think about negative thoughts in a in a way that is uh, detrimental to myself and mm -hmm. to my relationships and the people around me. But um, I think it's like everybody overthinks. If you said you didn't overthink, you're you'd be a monk. Oh yeah, that's true. So yeah. yeah, I know what you mentioned about like judge, like judging. Uh -huh. One of the pillars of mindfulness is, is non-judgment, yeah. patience. So yeah, it's about being patient with yourself and being kind to yourself, 
and um, knowing that, like, uh, like I said earlier, the thoughts of visitors, they come and go mm -hmm. and you can tell them to leave. And you can say you're not invited or come back tomorrow or see you later. Don't ever come and see me again. <laughs> I hate you. Get out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but uh, were you already doing this as a student as well when you were studying oh, as yeah. a student? Yeah, I, I think I started probably my second year of university. Um, I, I got some like little books from this this shop called The Works. Mm -hmm. Have you been to The Works? No, I have not. Oh, it's like a shop that just sells like cheap books and stuff like that. But you get these little pocket books for two quid and it'll be like how to practice mindfulness. And the problem I have with these books, although they can be helpful, is they're just very clinical. Mm -hmm. So it's like sit here and do this for two seconds, breathe like this, but it just seems like it can be quite boring. Um, you know, there's a lot of studies about students doing mindfulness and actually most of them find it boring. They don't find it helpful. So I think there's elements of mindfulness that you need to incorporate into your own life that work for you rather than sticking to a schedule or some kind of like a recipe that a book will tell you what to do. You have to figure out what works for you. And so for me, when I meditate, for example, um, I like to visualize about things I want rather than being completely aware. So in the morning, I'll do a meditation where I sit with my thoughts and I'm aware. And then at night, I'll think about what I want, what I desire, and then I visualize it. And then that's also like a fun little exercise to do as well, rather than sitting there and thinking, oh Jesus, everything's itching, everything's noisy, I feel uncomfortable, I need to go to the toilet, like every little thing that comes up, mm -hmm. which is also part of meditation, that's the point of it, you're meant to be aware of your thoughts. But for the, for the, you know, the most part, people would find that quite boring. Mm, yeah. And do you have the same feeling that's boring or so you, you actually get fun out of that? Oh, I love it. Okay. Because my because my consciousness goes to like another <laughs> another another place. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's the point of it. All right. And um, is there like also a place where you have like no thoughts then? Yeah, I mean that would be like you know monks who meditate for like seventeen hours a day. Um, have you ever had the experience of having no thoughts? Of no thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, many times. Really? Yeah. So you're a monk. <laughs> In disguise. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I wouldn't say that I'm like, you know, well, there's a thing that Buddhists say when they reach like Nirvana, which is like, when they meditate so much, they, they reach like the peak of joy. Okay. But um, yeah, I, um, it's hard to say because I don't meditate as much as I should do. And, you know, I echo your thoughts about feeling a bit stressed and I should do it more. So this is kind of a little bit of a kick for me to continue doing it, actually. Okay. All right. Yeah. And also because I just bought something for my bath today that helped with that. You bought, what? You bought something <laughs> for your bath? I went to Walkinson's to Wilco's today and I bought like a... Oh, there's a bike. Um, I bought a, what's called a bath bridge, but I'm calling it a bamboo rack. Okay. Um, which is like a little... Oh, Jesus, I don't know what you call it. A bridge, basically. <laughs> like a little tray. Yeah. A wooden tray uh, that you put on your bath and you can put like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, your phone on it yeah, and watch phone. Netflix while you're trying Jazz to be off, mindful. Put some Gossip Girl on, put some roses out, you know, treat yourself. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So hey, actually, it's like binge watching and all that sort of stuff. Could that be mindful? Is that mindful? If you're mindful that you're binge watching. Ah. If, you're, if you're mindful of what you're trying to do there, are you watching it for entertainment? Are you watching it to escape? Are you watching it because you empathize with the character? You want to be that character? What, why are you doing it? Ah. It's always about the why, why, why. Uh-huh. 
and then being able to like observe that. The key word here is observe. Mm. In mindfulness, you observe. You don't necessarily create or judge, you observe. Okay. And do you think a lot of students, because you know, you interact with them quite a bit, right? Mm. Do you think, and you also do a lot of personal tutoring. I do. Do you see them being, you know, mindful or unmindful? Or how do you say that? Well, I don't know. It's hard to say because they're quite young. They're like 12, 12 to 15. Mm -hmm. So I don't really think they know what mindfulness is. All right. But then let's say, you know, in general, your observation and otherwise, what do you see in like uni and stuff? Um, I think that people are very self-critical, probably more so these days than ever before for a manner of reasons, social media, peer pressure, whatever you might want to say. Um, so I think that a lot of people are not practicing the non-judgment uh, feeling of mindfulness, but also people are more impatient these days. And, you know, students kind of want things to be quick because they don't have the time. So maybe they're not always mindful of being, you know, patient with certain things in their mm. life. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't say that I can answer that question with any certainty because I don't know these students like, you know, close up like that. I mean, you probably have more experiences as a teacher, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I also don't really know. On the other hand, you know, they might be very mindful just knowing that they want something now, right? Again, it could be mindful, but yeah, what's my, I think, I think that, yeah, students, you know, they, they are mindful about lots of things you know, different uh, than, than before. Like, let's say, like, you know, climate or whatever. Mm. But, you know, certain things like, you know, um, yeah, just, you know, being comfortable with yourself, with your thoughts and, you know, that sort of thing. I think that, that has become more difficult also with the advent, the rise of social media. So I would, mm. I would agree with you there. But um, generally, I think, you know, <laughs> these techniques are just super helpful. Even if you're not doing that or not busy with that, then still that it, it's a great way of to sort of approach, uh, yeah, things that you engage with in your life. So yeah, and I think so. Therefore, for any student who should be helpful, let's say if you want to study, you can do mindfulness. It will help you study. If you wanna, uh, you know, if you do exams, you can be mindful. Uh, it will help you. So if you're, I don't know, part of a society or doing. Hmm. football whatever sport you can basically apply it everywhere uh that's what i think no i totally agree i think it's a good thing to do and even just um taking some time to breathe in and out having some deeper breaths from your from your stomach and not your chest mm -hmm. uh, you know laying down and putting your hands on your stomach and then feeling the breath go in and out and so it's not in your chest which is going to cause more anxiety mm. um it's going to make you feel more like you're out of breath because yeah. sometimes you know these meditation videos, those like, oh, hold your breath for like 50 seconds. You're like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> That's not making me feel calm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just like a couple quick breaths just to kind of get yourself into the flow and then you become more experienced, um, then you'll be able to do it. And also again, don't judge yourself because every master was once a disaster. That's what I say. Boom, all right. <laughs> one thing is to also just give it a go. And I think one of the, you know, one of my pro tips, it's not going to be my pro tip, but I'm, I was thinking about it. Secondary pro tip. My secondary pro tip is uh, use an app. Uh -huh. I uh, actually have a uh, I've Headspace that I use. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have it on my phone, I have it on my iPad. 
And uh, kindly enough, the people of Headspace uh, offer uh, a free subscription for teachers okay. in the UK. And I think there's also big discounts for students. Uh, actually, or maybe even they can use it for free. I'm not sure. And there are plenty other apps as well. But this is the one that I use. And for me, uh, you know, it's a, it's a sort of a real good way to uh, basically get back into it, right? Sometimes I forget doing it for weeks, months, and then I think, ah, oh, let's get back into it. And then I always use the app to sort of, you know, find the routine again and find that 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 way of of getting it on with it again. It needs to be like Duolingo. That uh, absolutely persecute you every day for not doing your lesson at night. Uh, it's like you haven't done your Dutch for the day. Ah, uh, but here you go. Look, I'm very <laughs> mindful about that. I put, I don't have any notifications on my phone. Yeah. You can send me. You can do WhatsApp. I won't even I know you sent something until I open oh, that. Oh, that makes sense. Now. <laughs> yeah. Now you know. Now you know why I never answer. Yeah. No, but really, this is uh, this is what I. If you want to start, I would start with that. Yeah. Download the app and use it for free. There is a free uh, trial and just start. Uh, that's that's what I would do. That's a good tip. Also, there's a guy called Joe Dispenza. He has like some free stuff on YouTube. Uh, really great meditation stuff. And uh, he's really good about talking about meditating to get yourself into something called heart coherence, which is where your brain is sort of matched to your heart. Okay. And so you feel these emotions. Um, yeah, you feel these emotions and then they match with your thoughts. Okay. And what was his name? Joe Dispenza. Dr. Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenser? Dr. Joe Dispenza. <laughs> Dispenza. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, I'll check him out. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Uh, he's written two books. One's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, and the other is Becoming Supernatural. Becoming Supernatural. All right. Sounds like a lot of self-help. <laughs> oh, you don't like self-help, do you? No, I don't. No. It's like scientifically packed self-help. Does that make it better? Uh, yeah, a little. It's not like, oh, you know, get up, uh, get up out of bed and sweep the floor and then make your bed. That's it's not that kind of thing. <laughs> well, like get back to basics. Those things may also help. Well, they but, do. Yeah. They do. But, you know, self-help is like, oh, this is something that I already know. This is something that I already know. Well, this mm. is something I already know, but with pictures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. No, true. A good, a good analysis. I love it. Mindful eating or mindful dancing? Um, mindful dancing. Mindful dancing, okay. Uh, morning, afternoon, or evening uh, mindfulness? Oh, um, afternoon. It's like my, my, my peak is 1 p.m., that's my prime. I can't, can't do mornings. I'm not a morning person. I won't be present. In the evenings, that's when I ruminate. Uh, <laughs> so I'd say afternoons probably, yeah. Afternoon. And why not then the evening when actually you're ruminating then? Um, be, be, because quite frankly it does no good. Ah. I think my thoughts just take a shift as the night goes on. So it's kind of like, yeah, as, as darkness falls as it were. <laughs> oh no! Then it all goes bad. Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, sometimes it depends. It depends what season it is. As I've said before, I don't like autumn. So if I get to about six o'clock on an autumn evening, it's not happening. 
Mm. I got you. That comes very ghost of Christmas past type of thing, and I'm like, oh god, why to do this? Why to do that? And then I have to. That's a good time to practice mindfulness. It's just more effort than if I did it in the afternoon. I'm like, right, okay, if I do it in the afternoon, then I won't have such bad thoughts in the evening. Okay. Prevent. Ah, all right. Prevent rather than cure. Uh, I would do, uh, yeah, afternoon all day. Yeah, afternoon. Yeah. Um, basically, because, you know, in the morning, you're sort of sharp still and you're doing, get lots of things done. And then in the afternoon, you start, you know, sort of getting a little bit, ah, I need to do so much more, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, there's a trick of becoming a little bit, you know, sort of anxious about that. So then it really helps me um, with that. It's a gray area. Like 1 p.m. I say is the prime. As soon as I hit 2 p.m., oh, maybe it's yeah. not happening again. Yeah. It's like, I get the munchies. I'm like, oh God, I'm tired. Everything just starts to, and then about half three, I guess I can wind again. Oh, really? And then I'm like, oh, okay. now I can think. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Basically, for me, it's like, okay, one. And then, you know, as you say, at two, you get a little bit edgy. So basically, I would say two is like time to go to bed. <laughs> get some sleep again. That's a good point, right? What I always do if I say, can you do anything about it, Abigail? No, then go to bed. Mm. Like, if you can't do anything about it, good. If you can do something about it, still go to bed. Yeah. So what time do you start uh, going to bed? Um, I would say, well, it depends when, when I wind down and when I sleep are two different things. So when I wind down, depending on the day, probably about half nine-ish. All right. And then I go to sleep about 11. Uh-huh. And then I probably don't wake up as early as other people, but that's just my body clock. I can't do it. Yeah. If I wake up any earlier than seven, I feel sick. I just don't feel good. Mm. So, I mean, everyone's different. It's what works yeah. for you, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Basically, what's your sort of clock? Yeah, I heard this funny sort of saying the other day, and I thought it was quite true. It's basically, I start going to bed when I wake up. So when you wake up, you should already be thinking about going to bed, right? So that you try and get all the stuff out of the way or find a way of, you know, being relaxed enough to sort of do that. Is that like if I, I, I'm already thinking about my dessert when I have my dinner? Yeah, exactly. It's I'm exactly doing. like Halfway that. Halfway through, I'm like, ah, oh, I want a sweetie. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly <laughs> like that, right? So yeah, that's no. Good. Yeah, and then as you say, right, it, it will work for anybody. So that's good. I think I'd be mindful of like when you wake up, how do you feel when you wake up? Are you like, I feel like I've got up on the wrong leg? Or do you feel like, you know, because you know, well, okay, so you know the example of like, you know, when sometimes you're having a bad day and you get up in the morning and um, you stub your toe or something, or like your belt hook gets caught on the door and you think, today, mm-hmm ain't the day mm-hmm. <laughs> and then everything starts to just spiral you know you don't get the parking space you want someone's a bit rude to you and it just starts to spiral and spiral until you think ah oh, man i one of those days mm-hmm. rather than being caught out i had this yesterday i had someone be so super disrespectful to me in the morning i could have cried it was mm. terrible really? and then i was like don't let this ruin your day it's just one person that you never see again like just so I was, I was exercising mindfulness for that, and I didn't let it ruin my day. I love it. Yeah, actually, I think that's actually what 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 sort of happened to me today as well, right? That this is just not my day. Mm. So you know, the morning was good, and now I'm, you know, sort of okay. You and I sympathetic with that. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Well, uh, but yeah, actually, no. You know, it's just one of those days. Tomorrow is another day. Exactly, and you know. No, I used to say to people, go, oh, you know, the sun will rise tomorrow, but it will, it will. <laughs> true that, all, true that. All things being good, it will. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a, a new day for a fresh start. And as Buddha says, you will be born every single day. Ooh, 
All right. Only person every day. And you know, tomorrow you can be, tomorrow can be the day that you're like, hey, I'm only gonna go for this thing that I wanna go for, that I've been too afraid to do. Uh -huh. I'm mindful that I'm afraid to do it. Or you can be like, actually, I'm just gonna wake up and say, life's wonderful and everything works in my favor. There you go. There you go. My pro tip is sort of another uh, joke that I heard, which I thought was quite fun. It's like, you know, one good thing to do is like, you know, in terms of mindfulness, try to do a little mindfulness every day. Like, you know, maybe a session of like five to 10 minutes, mm. so, sort of sitting, like almost like meditation, right? But mindful, uh, unless you don't have time and, you know, are really stressed because then you have to do it twice for like, 10 to 20 mm. minutes so you know try at least once a day unless you're stressed and don't have time then try twice do two sessions if you don't have time please make time please make time for yourself you're the most important person in, yeah. in your world yeah so, so exactly that's the key right so if you don't have time and feel stressed then especially do it sure uh, your pro tip my pro tip would be Big suspense. <laughs> uh, my function then. Um, oh, Jesus, I don't know. Um, I'd say um, to start being more um, aware of your thoughts. I know that sounds like, well, that's what mindfulness is, but you need to stop practicing it like an art. Mm -hmm. So little things, how do you feel about it? When you're making a decision in your day, how do you feel about making that decision? What emotions are you operating from when you're making that decision? Is it fear? Is it desire? Um, are they the same thing? Uh, mm. <laughs> you know, start thinking like that and being a little bit more analytical. Um, again, it's a bit of a loaded pro tip, but if you start to do that and build it up small, don't do it yourself, be patient and um, yeah, do what I do, make it a bit fun, again, visualize, make it something that is your, it works in your favor. It's not something you have to do. You mm. Don't say a must or a have like I did. So let's say, you know, now I'm a student and, you know, I want to do what you do and I'm studying, let's say. Yeah. And I have, you know, I feel a little bit, let's say, anxious about getting started. Uh -huh. Right. I have 10 weeks of stuff to go through, all the slides and all the material and all the reading. Mm. And I'm not sure if I can do it. And, you know, I feel anxious about don't know how to get started. Yeah. What should I do? Stop thinking about it in such loaded terms, like I've got all this stuff to do. Um, yeah, it's not gonna help. Um, start really super small, even if it's like, I'm gonna sit at the computer for five minutes and just start typing something. Um, and again, address the feelings of why you feel overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Is it fear of failure? Is it fear of success? Are they the same thing? Mm. You know, uh, why, uh, if you're procrastinating, for example, why do you feel you're procrastinating? Is it because it's too hard? Um, yeah, and sit with those feelings. But I would say don't catastrophize your workload by being like, I've got 10 million things to do all at once. Just, just be in the present moment. It's in the present moment. All those things aren't due yet. Mm, the present you moment, you're sat at the computer making a fresh start. And in the next second, you can also make another fresh start. Gee, okay. So basically we came to the end of this podcast to the same conclusion we started with, <laughs> being in the present moment. Being in the present moment, yes. Abigail, I feel so much better. Great, I'm, I'm uh, so glad. I'm ready to be uh, run over by a car. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week.